0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org.
1: So Father, we come before you this evening. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your might. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Father, that even as we stand before you, we sense not only your pleasure, but your great grace upon this gathering. Father, it's our desire tonight that as we worship and behold your glory and bask in your presence, that Father, you would transform us. Father, I thank you that you have promised in your word that as we would access your throne, that Father, you would cause your light, your life, your liberty to transform our very hearts. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so, Father, we partake of that liberty tonight, the liberty to worship, the liberty to, without restraint, show our emotions to you, to worship you and to praise you and to glorify you. Father, we see the men and women of this world, and they will, without restraint, cheer on their sports stars. But Father, we declare that you're worth more than any sports star. You are worth more than any athlete in Jesus' name. Tonight we also want to do business with you, Lord. For we know that you're a good Father. You said every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness, no shadow, no turning. So, Father, we know that it's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's your good pleasure to bestow gifts upon men. It's your good pleasure that if we ask, Lord, you said, seek the best gifts. Ask of me those gifts. And, Father, tonight we seek gifts. Father, we seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Father, that we might operate in them. But more importantly, Father, that we might begin to operate in them. Not for our benefit, not for our glory, but, Father, for the extension of your kingdom. Father, tonight we believe that there are impartations that will take place. So, Father, we avail ourselves to your spirit as we worship you. We thank you that you're creating atmosphere, Lord. You are that atmosphere. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You know, there's a teaching, and the Bible says that, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. first thing God did was breathe the breath of life into man. And I heard a Jewish rabbi teach that when he breathed breath into us, every one of our breaths says his name. That if you put your mouth just barely open, your first breath in is Yahweh, Yahweh. Every time you breathe, you're saying his name. Yahweh. Would you just say it with me? Would you say his name? said, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father, (laughs) which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. How many of you know that God reveals his character through his name? And his name is so multifaceted that if we just stopped there tonight and just took each of the names of God, we would be here all night just speak of the names of God. El Shaddai Yireh Adonai Adonai How about if we just worship Adonai
2: Elohim, Madonna, my God, my God, my God. Elohim, Madonna, my God.
3: you may your name be magnified tonight your name be lifted on high tonight in the mighty name of our lord jesus the name which principal is known name as we are going to worship and pray tonight i want you to know that he carries the name that is above all other names the name that carries authority in his name things will begin to change i want you to continue to worship as we call and continue to exalt this name in jesus mighty name amen
1: amen amen amen.
3: come on
1: I hope you're, I hope you're listening. Now somebody says, why are you so loud? Well listen, I heard somebody say this one time, he said, you don't have to shout, God's not deaf. But God's not nervous either. Something. When the man at the gate, beautiful, that had not walked since birth, was touched, he got up and he started shouting and dancing, and they couldn't keep him quiet. Religious people were trying to keep blind Bart, blind Bartimaeus, yes. who's crying out, yes. with a and, this, and it says he was shouting with a loud voice, yes. Jesus. quiet. But but, you know, Jesus, he said, tell him to come here. Tell him to come here. All of a sudden, he went from zero to hero. But even then, even then, listen, even then, Jesus asked him a question. What do you want? Oh, and I know. You think that it was obvious, right? See, sometimes you can be noisy, and yeah, you get the attention of God. But then He says, "What do you want? Do you know what you want? or Are you just making noise?" Are yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you? you oh. I love the noise. I I never get nervous with God. I've watched healings. Our sister healed of cancer. Let me me tell you you something. When you were sick and they tell you you're going to die and then God turns around and heals you, it's okay to get noisy. It's okay to be a little noisy. It's alright. our sisters she wrote and she let me write about her in our book and their marriage was in trouble and they had a iniquity in their families that marriages would last seven years and there'd be divorces and I'll never forget she came and she took her wedding ring she felt like God told her to sew it to break the iniquity off of her marriage says it was the hardest thing she ever did. She just broke. But she was desperate. She got a hold of God. I want you to know their marriage is intact. I I don't know how many years, but I think it's at least 12 since then. So that curse off of all their family members got broken. You know what? I kind of think that's worth shouting about too, don't you? If God saves your marriage, don't you think, Woo! You see, this is a, it, it's a prayer conference, but I believe in the power of, not prayer, but answered prayer. See, I, I, I know a lot of people that pray, but they don't get answers. But I'll tell you what, I, I like it when you pray and you get answers. Yes. Amen. 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 Oh, this morning, Pastor Randy led us to a place and I, and I heard the Holy Spirit speak about tonight. And each one of you is going to receive a touch from God. It, it, now, wait, wait. Let, let me put it this way. Each one of you is going to be in a place that you can receive a touch from God. Now, whether you receive it or not is up to you. Whether you can reach out and take hold of it is up to you. I can't make you... I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make it drink, okay? I can lead you to a place where the anointing is, but I can't make you partake of it. I mean, look, unbelief is a terrible thing. Unbelief is a very terrible thing. Jesus went to his hometown and was ministering to people and there was crowds, huge crowds, so much so that nobody could get into the place he was ministering at. It says he could do no great miracles there, save a few healings because of their unbelief. But four friends carried their friend on a mat and tore open the roof of the house. Now, please, we'll just let you make way here in the hallway. Push people aside. Please don't tear open our roof. (laughs) But they got their friend, and it said Jesus was amazed at their faith. And all the religious people were there, judging. All the unbelief was still in the room. And they're upset. Jesus made them even more upset when he said something like this. He said your sins are forgiven you. What? Who has to, who, who 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 does he think he is that he thinks he can forgive sin? In order for you to know that I can forgive sin, he says rise up and walk. Take up your bed and walk. To, we can hinder through our unbelief but there's an atmosphere of faith here tonight yes. so Pastor Randy got those pastors to come forward I'm going to ask all those same pastors if you were here this morning I'm going to ask you to make your way to the, the front make your way some of you are going to have to make way make way for them let these pastors come But we're, we're going to keep worshiping we're going to keep ministering we're going to minister to the Lord but we're going to minister to these pastors right now. Because I heard a word. I heard a word in Pastor Randy's words. So if you're one of those pastors, quickly get out of your seat and get up here. One of those men and women that were here this morning. I told you we would pray for you. We're going to do it right now. Pastor Randy, come and minister to us.
0: a hand as they come. We're so proud of them. Speaking to these pastors, but speaking to all of us, sometimes so much can become let me read you a just a clip of an article that I, I found one day. It's called Therapeutic Presence. The title is By Truly Being Present with Patients, Nurses Bring Comfort and Care. Now listen to this study that they 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 they, they performed and their conclusion. Therapeutic presence is involves being fully in the moment with a client on a multitude of levels physically emotionally cognitively and spiritually in the book Radical Loving Care, Building the Healing Hospital in America Erie Chapman President and CEO of the Baptist Healing Hospital Trust in Nashville, Tennessee writes loving care does not require twice the time, but it does require more than twice the presence. And they taught those nurses that when you step into a room with a patient, make sure that you're there in presence. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 reads, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. The word refreshing there in the Greek means the recovery of your the recovery of your breath. Sometimes so much can become too much. And you feel like you've been kicked in your gut and you can't catch your breath. Have you ever had your breath knocked out of you? I played football when I was young and I was a, a halfback and I got tackled once and the ball was I was holding it here and I landed directly on that football and that boy was on my back and it pressed all the air out of my lungs and I laid there on the ground just trying so hard just (sighs) 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 trying to catch my breath sometimes in the ministry you can get gut kicked and it will knock all the breath out of you when so much has become too much It's hard to catch your breath. But I'm here this evening to tell you that the glory of God is a therapeutic presence. And God is here tonight to help you catch your breath. You got to catch it. The second thing I want you to know is that today's yoke cannot be broken by yesterday's anointing. You need a fresh anointing you got to have a fresh anointing. Psalms chapter 92 and verse 10. David said, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. The anointing makes the difference. And tonight, I believe that God's therapeutic presence is here. And he wants to help you catch your breath. And he wants to anoint you with a fresh anointing. Because the battle you face today and the battle you face tomorrow requires a fresh anointing. But I can promise you, the anointing makes all the difference
1: in the world. what we're going to do is I believe if we obey the teaching we heard this week and we allow the headship of the church to be ministered to what's in the head will go down the Bible says it's like oil poured out on the head going into the beard of Aaron all the way through his garment all the way to the hem of the garment God has a way of blessing those of us that serve so that we can be a blessing to others. And tonight I want to anoint you with oil. While we worship, will you allow us a few moments to lay hands on these pastors and these leaders that they might receive a fresh anointing. That in this atmosphere, a fresh anointing, a fresh, a refreshing, a refreshing into your calling, into what God called you to do, that that spirit of heaviness would be lifted off you. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy for mourning. You allow God to do that for you. Amen. Let's worship Him as we do this. Amen.
2: I lift my hands in honor of Your name. Turn my mind. I lift my voice with all the saints proclaim. I lift this song with all creation singing to Cause nothing can compare to who you are. I lift my hands in honor of compare to who you are.
1: stand it. Nobody's pushing anybody over. We're just touching people, but the power of God is present. Anointings are peculiar things. It doesn't mean you're not anointed if you don't fall down, but sometimes the power of God overrides. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just pray a little bit. Let's thank God. Father, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you, Father, that you refresh men and women of God. We thank you that you care for men and women of God. We thank you that you cause refreshing to come to their souls. You lift heaviness and burdens from them. You anoint them. They care for people. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We thank you for this in Jesus' name.
4: expected visitor. The story of the well was this, that at that well, as Pastor Tom was saying, when the waters were stirred, whoever made it into the waters would be healed of their diseases or of their sicknesses, or of their infirmity or their bondage or the thing that held them down or their paralysis. This man had been paralyzed for 38 years. But one day, the King of kings showed up. The Lord of lords showed up. The one who reigns showed up. Yes. And when he was asked to tell his story, he told his story this way. He said, sir, how can I, how can I be healed? When every time the wall is stirred, someone else makes it into the world before me and no one else picks me up to put me in the story of Zimbabwe can someone else save us is there no one else that can redeem us I'm here to let you know the one who reigns is at the well today the one who is the king of kings is at the well today you've heard it from speaker unto speaker unto speaker and even this evening confirmed that no now we look to no one else we do not look to the nanga we do not look to the prophet we do not look to government the one who reigns is at the well Randy taught us so accurately today that we've now entered the decade of speaking. Our theme is watch and pray, a call to maturity, a call for the sons to speak. Jesus turned to him, and there was unbelief in his eyes. But he taught him a lesson that day, that when the healer appears, when the one who redeems you appears, when the one who's given up his life for you appears, the one who can save you appears, when he instructs you, do what he says. For he said to the men, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. <laughs> Zimbabwe Celebration Church, rise up, pick up your mat, and walk. Rise up, pick up your mat, and walk. You've been at the well too long. You've been at this same place too long. You've been blaming the wrong people too long. You've been handing over responsibility too long. Your healer, your king, your Lord is here. Your Redeemer says, rise up, pick up your mat, and walk. Now the responsibility was this in the face of the people who knew that this was an invalid in the face of the people who knew that this was a Sabbath in the face of the people who knew his story for 38 years there are people that have known your story for 38 years nations that have loved your story for 39 years Going into 40 now, there are nations that have mocked you, said you're the least of the least. But the Lord is here saying, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. That's the essence of the teaching we're getting today. Rise up, pick up your mat and walk. Here's what Pastor Tom opened up the word of the year and said from Psalms 80. He said the scripture in verse 3, verse 7, verse 19. Is restore us, Lord. Cause your face to shine upon us that we may be saved. It's a new season. How I'm a prayer now restore us, Lord. He says, This is not your condition. This is not how I made you. I have come. Your healer is here. Restore us, Lord. Cause your face to shine upon us so that we may be saved. The Lord's at the well. That man did nothing to deserve Jesus turning his face on him and causing it to shine on him. We have done nothing to deserve Jesus turning his face on us and causing it to shine on us. But grace, but grace, but grace, but grace. He now says, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. Pastor Tom said in this season, there will be things that suddenly fall off you. I don't know about you, but right through this prayer conference, I've sensed the anointing like we've never sensed it. People running to the altar without provocation. The move of the Spirit like we've not seen in a long time. Revival seems, revival truly is here. These things, these things that have weighed on us will suddenly fall off. But Jesus wants. he says, when they do fall off, he instructs us to pick up our mat. The reason he instructs us to pick up our mat is so that we don't go back to that well. We don't hand over responsibility again. This is history. Us carrying a mat and handing over responsibility to someone else and no one else is a thing of the past. Rise up, pick up your mat and walk. And when we do that as sons, here's what happens. What Pastor Randy shared in his last session. You speak in a new tongue he taught us today. It's called the tongue of inspiration. He says, now you are responsible to be a conduit of God's word in your mouth. Because when that man left that place, they said, how come you're walking? We know you as an invalid. He said, the man said to me, there's a man. There's a testimony I have. There's something I've got to add. There's something I've got to say. That man said to me, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. Here I am today. Now it's time for us to speak. Now as we worship, as we worship, here's what I want our focus to be. I want you to yield yourself under the, all of us, to yield ourselves under the mighty hand of God this evening. And say, Lord, here I am. The Bible says that as many as are led of the Spirit, those are the sons of God. And the world eagerly awaits, the earth eagerly awaits the manifestation of the mature sons of God. So today, yield ourselves. Here we are, Lord. Use us. Put your word in our mouth that we may testify. Put your word in our mouth that we may speak inspiration. Speak truth to a lost and dying world. Judgment has come to His church. And as it does, it's now our responsibility to take it and be points of light in every sphere of influence that God has given us. So as we worship, just yield yourself. Say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Use me. Put your word in my mouth. Give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom. I've got a father. I'm not an orphan. Give me the wisdom to minister in my business. Give me the wisdom to minister in my school. Give me the wisdom to minister in my home. Give me the wisdom to minister in my church. Give me the wisdom to minister to government, to speak truth to power. So let's just yield ourselves right now. Come on, as we worship, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am.
1: fresh oil, fresh oil to pastors and leaders, and fresh anointing to those who would influence. You see, the kingdom of God is a unique structure. God says that, he says, we're to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But it can't be more than just a prayer it also has to be an action on our part, where we step into the breach. Part of the problem we have in Zimbabwe is that we've been self-preserving. We preserve ourselves. We're afraid. We're afraid to be ill-spoken of. We're afraid to be wrong. We're afraid to, there's all kinds of fears. And I have to admit that there's times I get a little nervous myself. But I know this, that if we do not step into the breach in the domains that God's given us a preacher can't save Zimbabwe a preacher can preach and encourage you but those of you that are in politics need to say, I will consecrate my life to stand for truth to stand for the kingdom of God and kingdom principles and values even in the face of overwhelming compromise our government is totally compromised for the most part we are allowing western powers to buy us bring agendas into our nation that we don't even believe in and all it takes is for good men to remain silent but if you say God if you'll anoint me I'll be that person I want a fresh anointing to step into the breach. Use my influence. Same in the marketplace. I heard a businessman the other day say, well, you know how it is. You know how to do business in Zimbabwe today. He runs a big corporation and, you know, he says, well, you know how it is. He hired guys to fit things using U.S. dollar value things. And when the government came out and said that it's okay that one-to-one is okay. He said, all right, this is a Christian, a Christian. And he took advantage of a brother, knowing full well that that brother paid US dollars, but he was quite willing to pay him at 22 to one. Well, you just cursed your own business. You just cursed yourself. We can't keep doing this. It may cost you, it may hurt you, but there's a righteousness. And you may need to negotiate it and say, hey, listen, you know what? But you can't let your brother's business be destroyed and then call yourself righteous. And our government is totally unrighteous. They know full well, even though they have a Supreme Court that says it's okay. They know full well that a two-tier monetary system is only a license to steal. And they steal from us all the time. And they steal from their own people, their own selves, and from our livelihoods as a nation. But if you won't speak about it, if we won't stand in the breach and say, no, this is wrong, then we'll suffer. Corruption needs to be addressed. We can solve the problems in the health domain. But we have to change our structure. There is no such thing as nothing for nothing. You can't charge nothing and then expect to pay doctors. But we've ruined our financial system. But it takes good men and good women to go to the table and say, let's negotiate. God, if you'll anoint me to influence, I'll influence. We can repair our education system. But you know what? It's going to take good educators to step up and under anointing. Say, God, if you anoint me, I'll be able to interface. I'll talk. You see, Zimbabweans, for the most part, only want to have the benefit of strong institutions. But it's time now to create the strong institutions. You want a school when your kid goes to school. But who's building the schools for other children to go to? You want a hospital, but you need a hospital. But who's building the infrastructure so that all Zimbabweans can have a hospital? I can tell you it's not our government ministers because they don't go to the hospital in Zimbabwe. They go out of the country for their needs to get met. They fly out of the country and they use precious U.S. resources. They're not getting treated in Zimbabwe. They're not building our infrastructure. It's going to take an an anointed man or woman of God. It's going to take an anointed man or woman of God to rise up now. An anointed man or woman. Now, I'm not talking about anarchy. I'm not talking about overthrowing government. I'm talking about interfacing and talking and saying, God, if you'll anoint the church, if you'll raise up leaders in the church... You'll anoint me. I'm willing to engage. I'm willing to speak. I will not be frightened. I will not be afraid. I'll speak the truth in love. How many of you today say, you know what, I I want that anointing. I want to be anointed for influence. I want to be anointed for influence. See, I, I believe that that's why God has this church here because look how many influencers there are. Now, I'll tell you, it's a scary thing to be an influencer, but if you'll influence, if you'll step up, what we heard today in the message, God says, don't worry what to say when they bring you before councils, when they bring you before government offices, when they challenge you. He says, in that moment, I will give you the words to say. Word of wisdom and word of knowledge, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. God wants to give some of you gifts that can unlock institutional situations God wants to give the church revelatory gifts to build strong institutions and he wants to give some of you authority in those areas some of you need to run for city council we need to take over the city council Instead of being susceptible to a bribe, you're susceptible to righteousness. You uphold truth. You serve your community. Not for money, but out of service, out of love for people. Pastor Randy, I asked him to come because Pastor Randy in his city, felt a call to engage in the marketplace as a pastor, but to engage, not as a pastor, but to engage as a city councilor. He ran for city council. He's only been in the job for six months and they're already asking, him, would you please run for mayor? Randy, come up here. We're going to pray. Those of you that say, I want an anointing to influence. I want to influence. Would you just raise your hands? I want an anointing to influence. Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you would look down from heaven upon this congregation tonight. Father, my prayer is that you would cause a spirit of boldness to come upon these men and women. and Father, that you would begin to deal with their hearts about their own integrity Because, Father, we can only influence in places that we've allowed you to have lordship in our lives. So, Father, we yield to your lordship now. We yield to your holiness. We consecrate our lives that you might use us. We ask, Lord, that you would convict us of sin. That you would convict us of righteousness. And convict us of judgment by your Holy Spirit. So that, Father, we might be used of you as pure vessels holy vessels vessels to bring true words words of righteousness solutions to our society Father we pray that you would help us in every domain help us in the education domain help us in the entertainment domain help us to reform entertainment in this country help us in representation back Father, we ask you to help us in the financial domain and business domain. Father, that we would bring honest structures. Father, we ask that you would help us and you would guide us and you'd give us influence in the medical domain. That, Father, we would restore our hospitals. That we would restore a health care system. Father, if you would anoint us, if you would cause a boldness to come upon us, if you would give us witty inventions, if you would wake us up in the night season, if you would show us how to do this, Father, we decree and declare before you by our lifted hands that we would ask you for this anointing, we would ask you for this calling, we would ask you that you would use us, that we would ask to be led into this, that we would be asked to be taught how to make a difference, how to build a nation, how to build a city. But it can't keep going the way it's going. We need to have an anointing to do it. An anointing to do it. And Father, for civil service and for local service, I ask, Lord, that you would bless this prayer. Father, this
0: house tonight with apostolic anointing and with apostolic authority... Release the courage and the strength in this house for your people to rise up and take their place to approach the mountain of government to do so boldly knowing that you will anoint them and you will equip them for that position that they have been called to such a place for such a time as this Let us never underestimate the power of place. When the right man, when the right woman gets in the right place, the power of God's kingdom is released. As Joseph was positioned to save the nations, Father, you're going to position men and women to help save this nation. Men and women that will step into city hall, places of government with authority with the call of God on their life. Father, I release that tonight, this calling and the grace that comes with it to endure the call and to do what you've called them to do, a governmental anointing, the anointing and the authority of the Ecclesia, Heaven's Congress on planet Earth, to legislate kingdom business, to establish God's kingdom, and with the light of the gospel to push back the darkness, we release that tonight, Father, that influence, that anointing, that courage, and that strength, let it rise up within your people, we declare it done. We declare it done in Jesus' name. And God's people, come on, God's people, a passion
2: for God's people. Stir it up in our hearts, Lord. Stir it up in our hearts, Lord. Stir it up in our hearts, a passion for your I you.
1: The second one was to call for men and women who would yield themselves to an anointing, to the favor of God, to the blessing of God, to be influential. We've just done that. But I felt like the third thing was that God wanted to bring a restoration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, nine gifts that God gives. And for many years we've taught about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've pretty much narrowed them down as to not only what they were, but then how to operate in them. But I want you to understand something. I think if we become religious and operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we miss how the Holy Spirit operates. He says there were to desire the best gifts. I always ask God, well, what are the best gifts? And I know this, that the best gifts are the ones that are needed in the moment. Amen? But there are kind of a hierarchy of gifts. You have three utterance gifts, tongues, and this is tongues for public consumption, not private speaking in tongues, tongues for public consumption, but must have an interpreter in place. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. When you give a tongue and an interpretation of tongue, it's so that God can manifest his presence and manifest a word that we need to hear corporately. But he says, the best of those three gifts and the utterance gifts is prophecy. You know, that you prophesy. Why? Because well, if you speak in tongues, nobody really understands it unless there's an interpreter. And tongues is like a five cent piece And you need another five cent piece to get the 10 cent piece of prophecy. But there is a time for tongues and interpretation of tongues because God uses it for the unbeliever sometimes. God causes curiosity. And I wanna say for celebration churches that in our worship services, especially the smaller churches, I think it's time that you encourage as pastors As you enter into seasons where there's presence of God like this, encourage your flocks, encourage men and women to speak in tongues with interpretation, to prophesy. The Bible says, and the the scripture says, Paul said, I wish you all prophesied. I believe that we can all be prophetic. That simply means we yield to the Spirit of God and we speak the oracles of God to people. We speak what we sense God saying. But when it comes to the prophecy for the church, it's to forth it's to encourage, to edify, to build up. That's what prophecy is for. We should all walk out saying, wow, that was God. God can reveal the hearts of men as well. Then there's the power gifts. If ever the church needed power, it's today. You know, we see so much power in the world today, in the demonic. I mean, if you look on every television show, if you look on every movie, all these supernatural powers, people doing powerful things with demonic activity. Demons are glorified. We believe in demon possession. We believe in the demonic. But boy, you tell somebody that there's power in God and it's, oh, you're fanatical. Look at you, fanatics. But do you know what a fanatic is? It's just someone who loves Jesus more than you. There are power gifts. The gift of healings. Oh, I'll tell you what, when someone's sick or when someone's got cancer, or someone's in a place where they're in pain, and you make yourself available to the Holy Spirit, He lets a gift of healing work through you. Oh, and by the way, none of these gifts are yours. The gifts are given to you to give to someone else. You're the gift bearer. The gifts are for someone else. Don't ever come and tell me you have a gift of healing. If you have a gift of healing, you need to give it to the person that God gave it to you to give. It's not you don't have a gift of healing. God uses you to impart the gift. And it's not about you. It's about Him. But you'll never... See someone healed if you don't lay hands on the sick. The Bible says believers can do that. But every so often, that gift of healing, if you seek it, it happens. Then the gift of working of miracles. Working of miracles, oh, we could use a few more miracles, you know. I heard a guy say the other day, where's the God of the Bible? Well, I'll tell you, he's still here. And just as Jesus went around healing people, the Bible says, Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Guess what? That's what he wants us to do too. And miracles are real today. And we've seen a few in this church, far fewer than I would like to have seen. But we've had some real miracles. I mean real miracles. But above all, he says, the best of the three gifts is the gift of faith. A gift of faith. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been I've been able to operate in the gift of faith a few times. And I'll tell you what, I love when that happens. It's not me, it's just God comes on you, and you get to do something that it was, and you know it's way out way above your pay grade. It's way above what you are, but it's God, and He rises up and you you step out and He shows up. But you have to desire these gifts, and you have to be willing to obey Him when He moves on you to do them because, you know, it embarrasses you sometimes because you're making way for Him. And then we have the, so we've talked about the utterance gifts, we've talked about the power gifts, and then you have the revelatory gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits well, if we've ever needed word of wisdom and word of knowledge, it's now. What is a word of wisdom? What is a word of knowledge? Well, a word of knowledge is when you're in a situation and God gives you a word, a, a bit of information for that situation. See, a lot of you have knowledge. And you're quite willing to give your knowledge all the time. But it's just knowledge. It's not doing any good. But what God does is he takes a word of knowledge and he says let me tell you what the solution for this situation is right now. Those of you that want to be influential, I would seek God for this gift. Because we have all these pundits out there that know everything, degrees behind their name and they have all the information but they have no knowledge. They Have head knowledge but not the knowledge that God needs same with the word of wisdom. God will give you a word of wisdom for that situation. I operate in that gift often. I love it. I can sit with people that are conflicted. They can't find an answer. And it's just as easy for me as because it's a gift. Boop, the idea comes. I say, well, have you thought of this? And it's like, where did that come from? And they think I am so wise. God is wise. And God gives you a moment in time where he gives you the wisdom for that moment. And then, of course, discerning of spirits. Boy, we need that. That's not just seeing demons. That's also seeing angelic activity. That's seeing into the spirit realm and knowing what to do. Sons of Issachar, by the spirit of God, God lets you see. I love to be around people that have discerning of spirits. I've only seen that happen in my life one or two times, where God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. I'll never forget one night in this auditorium. I was, I was ministering, and God let me have a discerning of spirits. And it's like I walked through, a, like I walked through a wall, and I began to see things in a different realm. I thought, what? It was like a, it's just like a veil parted, and I'm, and I'm seeing. And if I could tell you what I could see, it was amazing only happened a couple of times, but the healings that took place that night, the power of God that manifested was amazing. I wish I could do that all the time. God, I desire those gifts. Tonight, if you're here and you say, you know, in this atmosphere, in this, after this prayer conference where we've made ourselves available to God, God, we want to live holy and consecrated lives. We want to live in a way that you can use us. We won't be shy. We won't be nervous. We won't be embarrassed. But if you'd use us in the gifts of the Spirit, we seek earnestly the best gifts. If that's you, just raise your hands and let's ask God to not only fill us with his Holy Spirit, but to anoint us with his gifts. Ask him for them. Say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Ask him. Say it out loud. Say, fill me with your Spirit. And give me the gifts of your Holy Spirit. I desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I desire the best gifts I desire to alleviate pain and pressure I desire miracles and healings I desire the gift of faith I desire word of wisdom and word of knowledge and prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues I desire these great gifts that you've given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit would you fill your church again Holy Spirit, would you come upon us and fill us? Would you come upon us and fill us? Would you come upon us and fill us? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you make yourselves available tonight to the Holy Spirit? Would you make yourselves available to the Holy Spirit?
2: Holy Spirit, you welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory And fill the atmosphere your glory.
1: says this. It says, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, and all your strength. Boy, I'll tell you what, I feel that tonight. Don't you? Don't you just love God? But Jesus went on to say this. He said, but it's not enough to just love God. He says, you should love other. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. You know, I just feel such love in this place tonight. I just feel such presence. And you know, we're all believers. We're all ministers. Did you know that? And the Bible says that when we come together, each one of us should come with a song, a hymn, a spiritual song. We should all be able to minister to each other with a look, a touch, and a word, a prayer, an encouragement, a a prophecy could you just let the love of Christ minister to each other would you take time just to pray with the people you're with touch the people you're with and could we just give ourselves the next 10 or 15 minutes to minister to each other as we worship to the Lord and, and then we'll close out this service tonight We'll stay here and worship as long as you want to. But we'll just soak in the presence but this.
4: Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.